The Bellarmine Forum presents Footnote Catholic Insights from the Culture Wars. Here's your host, Christopher Mannion. The Catechism of the Catholic Church is important reading, and not just for Catholics. Blessed John Paul II labored long and hard for seven years to guide its preparation. It was finally published in 1992. Catholic doctrine doesn't change, but sometimes it isn't taught. And that's what happened in the years after the Second Vatican Council. So for years, confusion and sometimes plain ignorance about the Church's teachings became widespread. These days, when reporters press Pope Francis on the Church's teachings on moral issues, like homosexuality, contraception, and abortion, His Holiness is adamant. The Catechism has it right, he says, repeatedly. Well, there's a lot in the Catechism that even Catholics don't know. Today, Footnote looks at one of the Church's salient teachings. It's called the Principle of Subsidiarity. Most people, Catholics included, have never heard of subsidiarity, but it is an important teaching that defends us all from the intrusive power of the state. Here's how the Catechism explains it, and I quote, Excessive intervention by the state can threaten personal freedom and initiative. The teaching of the Church has elaborated the principle of subsidiarity, according to which a community of a higher order should not interfere in the internal life of a community of a lower order, depriving the latter of its functions, but rather should support it in case of need and help to coordinate its activity with the activities of the rest of society, always with a view to the common good. Please note that what the Catechism calls the state here refers to government at all levels. When a government intervenes, its orders are mandatory. That, my friends, is the opposite of voluntary, and that is the opposite of freedom. The principle of subsidiarity defends our freedoms, so the state should not interfere with our families, our neighborhoods, and even our local governments. There are two helpful distinctions that clarify how government works from the Catechism's point of view. First of all, we are told that the state should support the community only in the case of need. That means not what politicians want, but what the community truly needs. Let's face it, what government usually wants is power. Power to intrude, power to control, and power to punish dissenters. But the Catechism makes it clear it's the community and not the government that knows best what it truly needs, and the government has to respect our freedom. The government's priority is supposed to be the common good, not power. Now to the second distinction. Here we address the difference between the Church's teaching on subsidiarity and a similar provision in the federal constitution that is different. Subsidiarity in church governance and teaching implies that if an issue cannot be resolved in the lower levels, it can go all the way to the top, 
all the way to Rome. Why? Because only the successor of Peter has the divinely inspired authority to declare the teaching of Christ infallibly. However, the Tenth Amendment to the Constitution is different. It does limit the federal government. It allows it to act only within well-defined areas of responsibility. Outside those areas, the states have the last word. The federal government doesn't have an infallible pope. Of course, the powerful central government we know today has ignored these limits, and we have all suffered for it. Believe it or not, the Constitution reserves all issues regarding health, education, and welfare to the states. That's right, the federal government has no business intruding in those areas. No wonder they've made such a mess of it. Abuse of power always ends in disaster. Abuse of power always ends in disaster. So the federal government today has defied our need for subsidiarity and replaced it with their desire for power. How do they get away with it? That brings us to our last distinction. There's a difference between problems and conditions. Problems have solutions. Two plus two equal four, not three or five. But conditions, like our fallen natures, don't have solutions. We can't solve them. We can't even change them. We have to live with them. But power-hungry people in government see it differently. When they see something they want to control, they say, hey, there's a problem, and then they pretend they can solve it. They offer a solution, which always boils down to more power for them. They don't solve anything. As we've seen with education, health care, and welfare, they usually ruin everything. Let us help you solve your problems, they insist. How? Well, we'll need more power and more tax money, but we'll fix it, they tell us. And they never do. So the principle of subsidiarity doesn't apply only to Catholics. It's in the Constitution as well as the Catechism and it protects the liberty that God bestows on all of us. This is Christopher Mannion. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Footnote, Catholic Insights from the Culture Wars. Footnote is brought to you by the Bellarmine Forum. Copyright the Bellarmine Forum. All rights reserved.